This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by VO2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VO2GoGo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO2GoGo.com slash start. Hello and welcome to episode 159 of Inside Acting. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Elgott. And on this podcast, we interview writers, directors, agents, managers, casting directors, and what was it you called them last week? Disney Idols? Uh, and, Disney uh, Teen Idols, yeah. Disney yeah. Teen Idols. We even got those uh, on the show. Yes, we do. And uh, package them up into uh, this thing we call, the, we call a show, uh, we call a podcast. And uh, throw it up on the internets for uh, you listeners at home. That's right. We do call it a... It is a pod... I mean, what is a podcast, you know? Anyway, is it really like a firm definition for that? What is a man? Yeah. It could just be two dudes who decided to sit nice down and transition. record themselves. Thank you very much. Uh, record themselves talking to people who have kind of been there and done that and uh, just, you know, looking for the answers. So... That's really all that this thing is, whether it's a podcast or not. Uh, if you hear something on the show that you agree with or disagree with, we would love to hear from you. Find uh, out all the different ways to get in touch with us on our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. Insert AJ's awesome segue here. And on this episode, <laughs> we have part three of my interview with actor, musician, actor, musician, teen <laughs> idol, Ryan McCartan. So stick around for that. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 155. Uh, <laughs> I was I was like I thought you were about to say 55 and I was like that's that's wrong, Trevor. <laughs> now we now we have to start over. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fifty five. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I got my psychology. I finished my yoga. I'm living the LA lifestyle here, man. <laughs> the uh, the the LA lifestyle brought to you by Mr. Horton. Yeah, by <clears throat> Mr. Tony Horton. Here's a who. Yeah, yeah. God, like I, as soon as I said that, I finished my yoga. I was like, I cringed a little bit inside. I was like, oh man, my Philly self from ten years ago would beat the crap out of my California <laughs> self from now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh geez, that's really, really saying it's really saying a lot about the people of Philly. There's oh man, some listeners that are just like so offended right now. Yeah, well, they should be offended at the point of wanting to beat me up because that was kind of a sissy thing. Uh, you know, if you're coming from that kind of place, I got my superfood shake and I got my yoga done. <laughs> and I have lunch with my agent. I didn't realize you were such a um, self-hating uh, pro-health person. <laughs> it's just a battle between the LA me and the Philly me. Battle for dominance. I didn't know this was happening. That's hilarious. I know. I know. Well, I didn't really realize it until I said that. I can think it all I want, not a problem. But when I say it out loud to the internet, it's like, oh man, Jeff, you got to manage your reputation a little bit, man. People will think you're a tough guy. 
or they should. Anyway, there was there was <laughs> there was uh, uh, this this restaurant near well restaurant. It was like a short order place near the sort of back entrance to the Getty Villa. Um, and I've done, you know, three shows there. So I've eaten at this place a lot. They have like Mediterranean and Mexican food. <laughs> and it's so, so we're talking for those of you who don't live in Southern California, this is like right off of PCH, um, <laughs> you know, and they had this, I remember they had this burrito that was like the Malibu burrito, <laughs> the Malibu burrito. And of course it had like tofu and avocado. And organic. Yeah. And, it was just, it was really funny. I was like, uh, all right, I'll have one of those. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it is funny, man. When you get out of, and actually, this is a, a good question for you. When you get out of California, do you do you look at California as like the major, like, liberal bubble that it is? Like, now that you're in New York, I mean, New York's pretty liberal too, but not quite as forward-thinking liberal, you know, hippie-ish as California. So wh- what is it like now on the East Coast looking back at the West Coast? Well, I think they're, I, hang on. <laughs> I think they're just as liberal, if not more so, on the east coast, or you know, in the north northeast. At least in in the city of of New York. Okay. Um, I think that you are correct, however, in saying that California is a lot more like you know hippy dippy. It's just a, it's just a little sissier. Let's be honest. We're we're a little bit wussier, you know. It's a little it's a little hippy dippy, and yeah. yeah, I would say I would say wussier, but wussier only because not because necessarily they're wussier there, but because they're so much tougher here. <laughs> honestly i like honestly, that spin man that's good people are people are tough here they they yeah. kind of have they kind of have to be yeah you know yeah. um it's just it's funny I, I the other night i was on the i was on the subway home and uh i, I was on one end of the, the car and all the way on the other end of the car was this sort of petite uh, probably 20 something woman and i was th- and it was late at night and i was like man i was thinking like this girl has to walk home by herself and in and she got off the um, same stop as me, so like we're in Harlem. I was like, man, uh, you know, it must be, it must be tough. And I was like, well, you know, I, f- I figure, you know, they're New York, New York girls are like, they're tough. They can take it. They can whatever. They're 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 you know, she'll be she'll be okay. And um, we're walking along the platform, and a rat <laughs> came running down. And she the, like threw a pocket knife the at platform, it. and she freaked out. She screamed and like ran down the platform, and I was like. Yeah, muggers, uh, no problem. Rats, <laughs> problem. I was totally hoping you were going to say she pulled out a crossbow and like just shot it and took it home for dinner. Like the Walking Dead? Yeah. She's- <laughs> just like- uh, but she got scared. Okay, cool. Then she's human. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, how the hell did we get on this subject? What have you been doing acting-wise, sir? Uh, an acting very, podcast. Very good question. I'm working on my reel. Uh, I've been putting off cutting new footage into my reel for the longest time, and I finally started doing it. And you know what? I got some really good footage from the Midnight Monster. I have a fucking great opening to my reel now. Um, so that's really it, man. I mean, I've had a few auditions here and there. Nothing kind of crazy. And I'm starting to kind of realize that um where i'm at in my journey i i don't i don't really think i'm like here we're gonna have a pick of the week uh, a little bit later uh that has a it's a movie with david duchovny in it well let's go ahead and say it it's uh it's the tv it's a movie called the tv set it's david duchovny and uh oh shit somebody else. and who's who else is in it somebody else <clears throat> somebody major anyway um and i was I'm just looking being right now okay thanks i put it on the the outline we have but i didn't actually um, remember, 
So, you know, I was looking at David Duchovny and I was like, you know what? David Duchovny is David Duchovny. He's always been just kind of this guy who's, you don't really see him like going all, like he's not like a Daniel Day-Lewis type actor where he like transforms and becomes somebody completely different. And it's the same with Bruce Willis. Like when you go to see these actors, you, you go to see, you know, them play, you know, a role that's kind of, you know, sort of close to them. I think. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to be like, you know, chameleon shapeshifter, you know, complete transformation actors. And, um, you know, I think of people like Britt Marling, who I've talked about time and time again on the show. And these are actors who just kind of create their careers around what they do well. And I, I, I think I'm kind of coming to that place where I'm like, you know what? That's what I see my career as. I don't see my career as like being the character actor going out and doing these kind of crazy roles where it's like a drug addict here, you know, a, an abusive boyfriend there. I mean, obviously these are bad examples, like evil, mean examples. But, uh, you know, like stuff like that. I, I think it's my career is going to be more like I make my own stuff and I put my own stuff in that stuff. And then whatever kind of jobs spin off from that is kind of awesome. But I really see my career as being um, kind of self-made and and much much less dependent on auditioning and meeting and and things like that, mm-hmm. and that that actually brings me a lot of kind of peace when I think about it. And I'm just like, well, oh, I don't have to put so much goddamn pressure on myself when I'm not getting auditions and stuff. It's like it's okay. I'll you know I'll do my own thing in my own time. That's that's awesome. Nobody can take that away from me, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. on the on the character uh, point you made before, like you're you and me too although to a lesser extent because of my multi ethnicity but you're a leading man <clears throat> so as is you know david Duchovny has somehow made himself a career as being a leading man and like a quirky leading man yeah yeah and there's no uh hmm there's no like that's what people come to expect from those actors like you were saying if they're not they're not they're not looking for you know the shapeshifter they're looking for somebody to carry um carry their film or carry their tv show and yeah. in, in his case um and then on the, the 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 second point you make you made uh i mean the the time and the industry is ripe for that kind of thinking like you're not you or me or anyone's not really waiting around for um you know someone else to make the career you can you can you can do so much with so little yeah. uh these days that that yeah and you have i mean let's look at donor and you know the other projects that you're working on like you've you you have done it and are continuing to do it <clears throat> yeah you know? it's 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 coming along and i think i think the real kind of just kind of revelation is that like maybe that's my track you know maybe it's not just like a oh i'll do this in my free time when i'm not trying to get booked on tv it's more like this is my main kind of thrust and if a tv thing happens then like cool but it kind of gets in the way of this and I'm, mm. not, I'm not i'm not putting any resistance out there to booking a, you know, a series regular or anything like that but that's my main focus and it, it, it just feels, it sits so well, um, the way nothing else has in my, on my entire journey. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what, that's what will end up happening is you'll get, you'll get, you know, what, what was it that Ryan said that, you know, you'll get so distracted, um, you know, yeah. doing these other things that you'll forget that you were uh, sad that you didn't have an appointment, yeah. you know, an audition in the first place or something. And, yeah. 
It's totally, it's totally true. That that's when that's when it will happen. You'll be you'll be doing the the independent DIY thing, and then you know an audition will come along. You'll be like, okay, I, I go to this audition, but I got to get back to what I was doing. And then you go to the audition and you'll crush it because there'll be no like zero pressure, and you'll it, it, you won't smell of desperation like mm. we've talked about on the podcast yep, before yep. you'll go back to what you're doing and then you'll get a callback and you're like all right oh, god all right i'll go to the callback i guess so work on this and go back to the callback and <clears throat> you know and then you'll just keep moving up you get you know go to producers and then go to you know do a network test and all this stuff and you're just like man i really wish i could work on my <laughs> wish i could get back to my goddamn script work on my script and work on this movie and you know i got yeah. people waiting on me and there's people you know everything's on hold and blah 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 yeah. and then you'll book it and you'll be like oh well awesome i hope this brings attention to my pet project <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. i hope i can use this as a platform to talk about you know the things that i want to talk about yeah i i it reminds me of um i had i had this really good friend um uh who i went to college with his name's sunkrish and he was on a uh i don't want to say too much because he probably wouldn't want me sharing this story but he was on a uh, a sitcom for a few a few years and at one point I asked him, I was like, how's it, go- like, how's it going? Are you having fun? Is it, you know, is it, because he, he was on a network sitcom. I mean, probably making really good money and, 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 and basically, you know, he was a series regular. So he had the job that we all sort of, that's like the, you know, the golden chalice. And, um, I was like, you know, how is it? And he was like, yeah, it's a job. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, why, why, why? Tell me more, tell me more. I want, I want to know about this. And he's like, well, you know, I, I, all I'm doing is saying other people's funny words. Mm. And, you know, it's not, it's not super challenging as an actor. It's fun, but, you know, eventually it's like you, you start to realize, this is him talking, yeah. eventually you start to realize that I, all I'm doing is saying someone else's someone else's words yeah you're, you're still kind of clocking in and clocking out and and you know for lack of a better description building somebody else's pyramid <laughs> well yeah i mean which is look it's it's that's what the industry is and obviously like i said a lot of us would kill for a job like that but in terms of it being um i guess you know the term would be artistically fulfilling it, it wasn't that for him you know, and here I am at the same time I was doing, this is around the time that I was doing a lot of 99 seat theater in LA and both he and, uh, you know, past guest Emily Rose would, you know, say things like, man, I wish I could go back and do that because I miss that. And I, I want to sink my teeth into a role and I want to, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like she, she would mention our theater company in several interviews for years after she started to blow up. Yeah. And it was all, it was all for the same sort of reason, you know, just the, the idea of being, um, artistically fulfilled. Yeah. You know, and that's something I hear a lot. I mean, I follow a lot of musicians and almost all of them, especially with the industry, you know, the music industry being the way it is right now with just everybody trying to figure out, you know, what the new business model is. And I think it's coming to Hollywood if, if it's not already here. Um, it's, you know, I hear so many musicians that are signed with labels or with big PR firms, whatever. And they all say like, I miss 
my indie days. You know, I miss mm. not having to please investors and not having to include something that doesn't feel, you know, authentic to me because I have to, you know, you know, satisfy this aspect of my contract. You know, they all kind of miss that kind of the pure, the purity of, of connecting directly with the art and directly with the audience. And um, it's not to say that you can't have both, but I think it's increasingly rare the kind of, you know, quote unquote, higher up you go. Uh, to, to be able to have a situation like that. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, and it, it happens. I'm sure Steven Spielberg makes exactly the kind of movies he wants to make, you know? Mm-hmm. And Brad yeah. Pitt makes exactly the kind of movies he wants to make, but, but you know, those are the, the crazy exceptions to the rule, and it's not a bad thing to shoot for, but I think just knowing that that's going to be a sacrifice along the way is, is a good thing to keep in mind. And, and also, you're baking my noodle a little bit here. I was going to say this earlier. Uh, is, is it just the idea that... Uh, you know, life is now your career is now. And I think we're also, we, we kind of get trapped in this kind of conditioned cycle of like, what's the next thing I'm, I'm constantly reaching for the next thing. And the next thing isn't always going to be satisfying, especially if it's like, what's, what's the level up in my career. And so if, if we can learn, if we, if, if we could project five years ahead into the future and say, Oh, now I'm on a sitcom and then be in that same place as you, what's his name? Suncrish, You said, Mm-hmm. Being in that same place as Sunkirch going, it's a job, you know, I, I kind of miss n- not having any sort of, uh, you know, shack- like not shackles, but, you know, not having any sort of uh, restrictions on, on what I could do. I mean, that's just, just if we can imagine what that's like and then project backwards from there to now, I, I think that's a liberating thing. I don't know mm-hmm. if that made any sense whatsoever. No, it, to- it made perfect sense. And, you know, it goes, and it goes along with, um, uh, the, the thing that, that Ryan was saying that one of the most, you know, empowering things that, that, I, that I, I think that he said, um, and, and some of it I had to cut for time too, when I was editing the, the interview, you know, and he, he would say when I, when he wasn't booking, he would learn magic tricks. He would learn yeah. card tricks. He would yeah. learn the, the Rubik's cube, that, you I know, that because was the interview, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. I said, some of it I had to cut gotcha. for different time because gotcha. because later I I said um, I, I think one of the things that I cut was that I was you know he'd be he'd be in the in the dressing room you know doing the Rubik's cube uh, in like under a minute and I, I and and then the next day he'd bring in a deck of cards and be doing you know card tricks and and I I I remember being like he is so young. And yet he can do all of these things. And I'm wondering when he had the time to do this. And, you know, I realize it's, it, it was when he wasn't booking, you know, which he also sort of alluded to on the, uh, in the interview, you know? Mm. So anyway, my, you know, my point being that, you know, this isn't, if this is your only passion, you, you potentially aren't fully living, first of all. Second of all, if you are focused on your other passions, even if that means they're industry adjacent, meaning making movies or making people laugh or, or you know, whatever that is, you will not only be a much more fulfilled human being, but the, the job jobs that you say that you want will come. Mm-hmm. Because you're 
not focused on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's when it will happen. I think, a, yeah, and I, what the, <clears throat> the, the phrase that comes to mind is what uh, Darren Petty said all those episodes ago, wear life like a loose garment. Mm. And I think that applies equally to this, you know, burning pursuit that we all have to like, just make it, make it, make it. Where's my big break? It's like, well, your life is now and your big break is going to come when it comes and, you know, enjoy the moment because that's kind of all we have. Yeah, a, uh, uh, a a sort of I don't know. He could have been homeless. Uh, this, this sort of oddly dressed man who looked like he hadn't showered in a while said uh, to right a here. friend of mine, "You can just talk to me. I'm right here, man." You can <sighs> talk about All right. So person. Trevor was on the subway in New York, <laughs> um, uh, and a a, a, fr- a a friend of mine was in a rush for a, for an audition. And uh, this person, whoever they were, this sage, this, you know, I don't know, they could have been an angel in, in, in human clothing, said, uh, uh, you're going to, something like, you're going to get there. It will happen. So don't be exhausted when you show up. Wow. Just out of the blue, he just said this? Yep. To your friend? Wow. Yep. And it just reminds me of what you what you were just saying about like you know if we're if we're so tense about oh my big break my big break I gotta get there I gotta get there I gotta get there I gotta get there you're, well you might but you're gonna be exhausted and not able to enjoy it when it happens because mm, you're gonna be thinking about the next thing <clears throat> yeah or or like you know oh it was so oh so hard to get here like <laughs> I'm I'm so exhausted I'm yeah. I'm putting yeah. the back of my palm against my forehead right now. Yeah. <laughs> a, da- a damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just love that this sage, this little mm. bit of sage wisdom from some random yeah. person on a train. You know, this reminds me of our chat with Anthony Mindel. I think Anthony's whole kind of approach and philosophy and what he teaches is all about exactly this. You know, just be be present. You're going to get there. It's going to happen when it happens. Be open to the flow. Uh, be open to um, whatever you feel come up. And his book, uh, At Left Brain Turn Right, I think is what it's called, uh, is a really good book. So if, if you guys listening haven't picked that up yet, it's a great investment. And if you haven't listened to Anthony Mindel's interviews recently or ever, uh, definitely good ones to go back and check out. I don't know the episode numbers offhand, but if you just search on our site, you'll find them. Um, to kind of dig a little deeper into this exact topic, this exact kind of mindset. Uh, anything new in your world? Um, I mean, besides oh, everything we just talked about. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of things. I, I, I didn't talk. You actually were like, you should talk about that on the next episode. I, I'm doing a musical theater, an evening of musical theater like new musical theater works like workshop night sort of presentation thing four or five musicals are going to be sort of presented to um you know i don't know the other four or five that are there (laughs) i guess you know Uh, so it's it it seems like a good uh opportunity to network that kind of thing and or relationship build i should say um what was i gonna oh yeah you wanted me to tell how that happened so Someone who we've been trying to get on the podcast, actually, and who will definitely be doing it now, this guy named Arian Moyed, <clears throat> who yeah. was in Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo. Phenomenal actor. Phenomenal. Yeah. 
He's in Bengal Tiger, the Baghdad Zoo, with Robin Williams, actually. Yeah. Because, and and uh, I saw Brad, the other guy. I saw Brad at the Douglas the other night. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those guys in a, in a, in a long time. Good dudes. And, yeah, it was a good group. It was a really good group. I loved that, them, and, and that show was fantastic. And um, so he was on Broadway, et cetera, et cetera. But he, he's the co-artistic director of a theater company here in, in New York, and, and we're friends on Facebook. And he literally just posted on Facebook, hey, I'm looking for male singers. Well, I'm currently unemployed, <laughs> and I can sing. And I'm a, a male, so I responded. I sent him a message. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm I can sing. I you know whatever whatever you need, blah blah blah." So, uh, just one of those things of uh, you know people hire their friends. It's just yeah. it's just about keeping in touch with people, and um, <clears throat> you know uh, I, I've been so present to the relationships in my life right now because I I get that that's the way that I'm going to book my next my next job. That's so being ticket, yeah. Being fun employed, you know, I'm just I'm I'm constantly thinking about you know okay who's uh, who's working and and how can I support them? Yeah, and the best part is, man, you are really you have such a genuine like you're just you're just real about it. Like you can't fake relationships. You can't you can't just call up somebody out of the blue and be like, hey man, how's it going? Hey, so I'm looking for a job. You know that doesn't work unless you've maintained and nurtured uh, a relationship with somebody, and you can't fake that. You can't like schedule like oh it's been six weeks must call and check in with so-and-so it's got to be a genuine thing and, and you're you're you are that person and so it's i'm not surprised that uh that that's working for you thanks man i yeah and i have i have actual empirical evidence that that is <laughs> that that is true um not only in my experience but um i don't want to name names but i was talking to uh <clears throat> i was talking to a friend who was talking to the assistant of a a big time Hollywood, you know, director. And this assistant said that this big time Hollywood director will not hire people because they didn't keep in touch. Like, Oh, so-and-so called because they thought they have a a part. They thought you had a part in in your next movie that, that they may be right for. And this director will be like, ah, I don't want to see them. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to bring them in because they only come sniffing around when there's food on the table. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Man, so it's something. It's, if, if I could impart anything, like if I was on my deathbed right now and I could impart anything, it would be like, don't be that person. <laughs> Seriously, like it, life is too short for that shit. It's like step outside your box, think about other people, and just you know, like I and literally, I think a great way to cultivate this. And I'm sorry, I know I just cut you off, but a great way to cultivate this is just build the habit of connecting with one person a day and just encouraging them. You know, no, no, no sales pitch, nothing that you want from them. Just connect and say, how you doing? Thinking of you. Hope you're well. Uh, you know, I've always admired X, Y, and Z about you. Um, you know, just, just wanted to say hi and, and tell you that I'm thinking of you and that you rock. And, and that one person, like it, it takes you 30 seconds to send a text like that. And man, does that pay? Not, not, I don't want to say pay dividends because the real reward is just how good you feel when you step mm-hmm. into your power and come from a place of like immense love with the people yeah. in your life. Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. I'm sorry I, I cut you off. No, that I mean that's that is that that's the beautiful elaboration on what on what I was saying. Anyway, so that, like I said, just you know, taking not taking advantage of, but but um, well, I don't know. Taking advantage of it sounds so. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like negative, not but the it's, right way to put it. But yeah, yeah, but just you know, making sure that I maintain and cultivate you know these these relationships. Yeah, um, you know, because we we know a lot of cool people, and by we I mean like the acting community in general. Like we just we just know a lot of cool people. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and then the only other thing that I have to report is I went to my first uh, EPA equity principal audition, my first big open call. So I'm 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 equity, so I can go onto the equity website and and look at you know what auditions are coming up, and then I can actually you know see if there are parts that are right for me, and then you, you know I mean a lot of actors in New York do this, and then tailor you know, the song that I sing or whatever to that particular part and then go to the audition and basically sign up for a time slot and you can either leave and come back or you can sign up. This time I signed up for what's called the alternate list because I didn't have um, uh, an appointment time and I got there after they were all filled up. And I, I waited around and sometimes you don't get seen and I got seen, which was really cool. And it's a show that David Hyde Pierce is directing on, on Broadway. Yeah. And was very strange because at this big open call this big epa he was in the room so i'm thinking they're they're looking for something which is weird because the act the show is actually entirely cast they're just looking for understudies right now okay so um it was yeah it was really i don't know it was kind of s- strange that he was in the room that's pretty cool um, yeah yeah, so got to got to you know uh, perform for him as well as uh, a casting director who doesn't know who I am here in New York, and um, I think that might be a, a, aside from or in addition to going to some workshops cool. out here. Uh, yeah. It might be the only way I get to you know create relationships with the casting directors for now. That's awesome. You know, we we've only got a minute or two left, but I want to just kind of point something out that I think is really cool about you which is you've got you know you've got a little bit of padding from heathers financially speaking but you're not focusing right now on going out and finding some kind of bs thrival job you're focusing on getting work as an actor and i really am inspired by that because i think if it were me in in your situation i'd probably be looking for some sort of part-time work to kind of provide some sort of semblance of security or something Hmm. Um, but you know, you're taking that no holds prisoner approach where you're just like, no, I'm an actor and I'm searching for acting jobs, not retail jobs, not consulting jobs, not this job or that job, not service jobs. I'm an actor. And I think that's really cool, man. Like just that, that that's your real focus right now. And it's definitely, it's definitely scary. But that being said, um, I, I, I will say that just like you're saying how, you know, it's inspiring for, for me to talk about it. It's inspiring for me to see how everyone around here sort of operates in that way. Um, That's cool. Because a lot of people work this way in, in New York, especially because so much theater gets cast out of here because there's such a theater focus. So Broadway brings the talent to the, to the city, but that doesn't mean that you're going to work on Broadway. A lot of people audition for, um, stuff that's regional, out of town, cruise ships, um, stuff that's in Florida, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. Uh, my friend, you know, I think I mentioned this before, booked a job in Dallas, Texas, right after Heather's. So, <clears throat> you know, people people sort of function that way. They go from job to job to job. It reminds me of um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time when I spoke about um, actors in the Bay Area when I was working up there, how they just go from job to job to job in that region it's it's very similar and so everyone's always 
everyone's always focused on the next gig and, and working. And it's not about like not appreciating where they're at. It's just about that's your job yeah. as an actor. Your job is to work on the thing that you're working on and look for what's next and create your own stuff. So there, you know, there's, um, there's that, that, that is in, that is an attitude, so to speak, that exists here that I have been inspired by, which is why I'm, um, sort of grabbing this by the balls while I have the opportunity. <laughs> cool, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm really, you know, for what it's worth, I'm really proud of you, really inspired by you. And, um, it's just great to connect every week and talk about, you know, all the, the things you're up to and the, and the breakthroughs you're having and, and, uh, and the stuff that you're doing that you're, that you're chasing while still being present. Cause that's like the theme of this whole first part. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's really cool. So kudos. Awesome. Thanks brother. Well, we, uh, we don't have any listener, anything, no emails, no voicemails, nothing, very, nothing. very strange week. So notice uh, everybody get on it. Get on it. Get on it. Stop being lazy. No, I'm kidding. If you don't have any questions, I mean, that's great. Maybe we're doing our job. <laughs> Let's look either at that, either that or no one's listening anymore. Yes. One of the two oh. things is happening. Either we're speaking into a void and no one's listening or we're there doing such a great job. There. <laughs> there, is there, anybody there, there. out there? There, 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 there. I was doing your echo. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is uh, devolving quickly. So we're just going to roll right into the interview is the point that we were trying to make. So uh, here it is. Uh, part three of Ryan McCartan's interview. We'll catch you on the other side. around uh i don't know for lack of a better word moping about what they don't have and one of the things that we try to empower our listeners to do on the podcast i know you're into this too and i want to ask you about uh some of those books you picked up we 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 do our best to empower the people who listen to this podcast actors or not to be do have yes you know be grateful be happy be excited be artistic be creative then that will allow you to do whatever it is, whether it's learn new recipes, pick up the guitar, learn the root, you know, learn a Rubik's cube, learn yourself a Rubik's cube, magic tricks, anything that fulfills you artistically. Then you will manifest these results, the have that you want, whether it's you know booking jobs because you forgot you were an actor or you forgot you were sad that you weren't booking in the first place. So it gives the universe or whatever, like you said, the room to open up those doors. You know that story about about once versus uh, living Maddie is such a great uh, a great um, depiction of that. What what I mean, we do this thing every week called the pick of the week, which is basically some uh, a book or a magazine or a video game or a, a album or a movie or something that Trevor and I saw. What what are some of your picks? Not necessarily of this week, but some of your like number one recommended. Like this is what defines my my life philosophy um i have two of them he and is literally, literally getting literally up to getting run up to find and find them uh all right so i just had to pick it up because i didn't remember this guy's name so the one that i'm reading right now and and i you know i, I want i want to preface this because the 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 thing with these thing with these books is that they they present things um 
they present things in a couple in a couple of ways. First of all, they they tend to get a little preachy. They present um, they, they 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 present their version of the answer as if it's fact. And a lot of the times they'll have either a little too religious or a little too non-religious undertones. I think it's I think it's important to read them for what they are, which is a, a mental pick me up, um, especially for artists, but just for anyone. But something that I've said a lot for actors is that the easiest thing to do as an actor is feel bad for yourself. <laughs> the easiest thing to do. Um, the second easiest thing to do as an actor is to give up. And I think these kind of books, they, they're just, they're just, you know, th- this one that I have in my hand is 199 pages of just like, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And in this world where everyone's struggling, no matter who you are, you know, it's hard to get 199 pages out of someone who's going to just sit there and blindly support you. And these books blindly support you. Um, and and they really do give you great nuggets of wisdom if you can read around the things where they try to guarantee it as fact. If you are looking for the answer, you will die unhappy because there isn't one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not to sit here and be like, I'm 21, I know how life works, but I know that I don't know how life works, and I think that's that's some of the that's some of the wisest, you know, that's one of the wisest ways I think you can look at it, you know. Just I, d- I, I don't know. I just I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You know. Anyway, you know. You, you know? know. You know. You know. I don't know. You know. So that that's that's from my personal excerpt, the Ryan McCartan self help book, <laughs> hitting the shelves on Amazon. Never. Uh, the book that I have in my hand right now was actually sent to me by Dove's wonderful mother, and it's called "The Obstacle Is the Way." The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumphs. It's by Ryan Holiday. Run and get this book. It's an incredible book. Um, uh, because, ju- I mean, ju- and you can just hear it in the title. The, it, turning a trial into a triumph. The, 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 fact, the fact that the thing that's in your way becomes your way. You know, again, I talked about, you know, how badly I wanted... Um, how badly I wanted once and then I didn't book it and then from not booking it I was able to to be on the Disney Channel which has been a lifelong dream of mine and meet some very important people to me and have a truly a dream job um, it was it was in a moment of sort of artistic slumping that Clo- or that, that Dove and I came up with um, this idea of this vignette band you know it was it was it was in a, a really sort of unknown time that I booked Royal Pains. You know, the, the fact of the matter is that the things that get in your way, um, it's up to you whether you want to look at it as something that's getting in your way or something that, something that's changing your path and making you move in a different direction. Um, and it's the same thing as if you think you're going to find an answer, you aren't going to find one. If you think that life is going to be a straight path, then you're going to trip a lot. Um, so it's a great book. It's an easy read. Another one. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the with the um, Tut Adventures Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it was. I think it was my pick of the week m- months ago. Months ago, because I, I get the notes from the university. Notes from the email. University. Yeah. Do you have you read the book? 
Uh, possibilities? No, but we talked. We <clears throat> we talked about this in the in the dressing room uh, uh, before. I haven't gotten. Is it is it Mike's Mike Dooley? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so an, another great. And I guess these are picks of the week. I apologize, but an, another absolutely amazing book. And again, if you can sort of read around the religious undertones, if that's not your thing, or or sort of ignore the fact that it's a bit preachy, um, Infinite Possibilities by Mike Dooley is just sort of about manifesting your destiny, and it's. It's it's weird and it like makes it it's a little empowering almost to the point that it's unrealistic but like I completely believe in it. I completely believe in it uh, just as far as the power of positive thinking. I'll tell another really quick story. My sister was actually in a bit of an it was in a in, in a bit of a slump. It had been a while until she booked something and it was around the holidays and she was coming home to Minnesota for Thanksgiving and we have we have very very loving grandparents. Um who are just very curious and ask a lot of questions. And it's nice to be asked questions when you have things to talk about. It's a nightmare to be asked questions when you have nothing mm. to say. Um, and so my sister read this book, and, and his whole mantra, Mike Dooley's whole mantra, is thoughts become things, you know, that you, mani- that you truly manifest your own destiny. And she, she, just, she just held this emotional, mental vibration of just like, when I go home for Thanksgiving, I want to have booked a job so I have something to talk about. And a week went by, didn't book anything. Two weeks went by, didn't book anything. Three weeks went by, didn't book anything. But she kept holding this idea in her head. Literally a matter of days before she got on the plane from Minnesota, she booked not only one but two jobs. Hmm. Um, And could be a complete coincidence, but, you know... If nothing else, there's there's a sense of I don't know of 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 sort of metaphysical achievement when when you feel like you you pulled something out of the universe when when y- you are just so faithful and so responsive um, and and just you know like i said it it's so easy to feel bad for yourself but if you sort of live in a in a mode of positive thinking if nothing else you know you're just going to be happier even right. if even if no, none of this manifestation stuff is actually real you're just going to be happier so again if 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 you if you read between the lines and pick out what you want to pick out these are two really really great great books it's not just about giving you the opportunity to to talk about it i'm more interested and i think our listeners are probably more interested in seeing the ways in which you have applied it to your artistic and professional life because you know the the books are nice without application mm-hmm. they're incredibly useful with application mm-hmm. so i think this is probably a good segue into the the most recent chapter of the mccartan book hmm. which is you know you i think most people and i hope that uh, it's okay that i say this uh, i think most people will see the transition from uh uh, leaving Heather's and, and and booking Royal Pains as something purposeful, and I think you know if it's okay with you, I'd love to just talk about the fact that it didn't, wasn't. it wasn't, <laughs> and it didn't happen that way because it, it goes along with everything we're just saying with these books and um, you know sort of manifesting uh, 
your next step. You took a big chance, a big leap, and said, you know, I, I did the off-Broadway thing. I recorded the album. I opened this show. I was the I was the lead, and it was an amazing opportunity. And between you and a conversation with your representatives and stuff, it was like, okay, what's next? I don't know. I'm willing to admit that you didn't know, but just saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on to whatever is next. You... You put in your notice for for Heather's, and before you even have an opportunity to leave New York, you book your next television gig, which shoots in New York. I mean, it was like, it was like watching this stuff become reality, and it not like it's the first time that it's happened to you in your life, but I just I love that we can segue right from these books and the and the philosophies that they impart into something that pr- it was practical like it literally happened you said you know I'm, I'm taking a chance I'm taking a leap I'm leaving this job we'll see what happens and the next thing that happens is that you book something that's perfect that is literally giving us an opportunity to have this conversation because you wouldn't be in New York still right um there's this great article in, in Forbes. I don't know if you caught it, but it was it was a, it was like 13 things that a, a, a mentally strong person avoids, and one of them is fearing taking calculated risks. Um, and it it does sort of tie into the to the sort of manifest destiny kind of thing because you know if you if you fear taking calculated risks, the vibration that you're holding is that the universe ultimately is not here to take care of you. And the fact of the matter is you have two choices. You can believe that it is, or you can believe that it isn't. Hmm. Um, I, I am the type of person who believes that I will be taken care of. And I could have taken a calculated risk. It could have crashed and burned. I could have never booked anything for the rest of my life, but you know, I will always be taken care of. The fact of the matter is I'll never be homeless. I'll never starve to death. I have loving parents. I have good friends. You know, it, it's like when when you put things in extremes, you know, and you really think about it, the, the universe is never just going to let you vanish. Hmm. Um, and so then when you apply that to something less extreme... You can use the same thinking. The, the, un- the universe is going to take care of me as long as I, as long as I take care of myself, and and do this, whatever this is, um, in a smart way, in a smart way. And so, tying all of that in, yeah, leaving Heather's was it was a calculated risk. Um, I I have I have booked in the past. You know, I I, I I know that I'm good, um, but I don't know that I'm going to book something soon, if not ever, ever because you, you just don't know. So, you know, calculated risk. Um, but, you know, I, fear perpetuates fear. Worry perpetuates worry. Um that 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 I've also found, you know, this whole idea of thoughts become things. It works for bad thoughts too. Um, and so, 
you know, when I made the decision to leave Heather's just because, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, something I've always known about myself, something that has always been true for me is that I, you know, I get bored easily. I, I like, I like mixing things up. Um, and so that's what I did. I want, I just, I wanted to mix things up. And when I made that decision, um, all of those thoughts flooded in. I'm leaving guaranteed money, leaving guaranteed work. Am I going to book again? When am I going to book? Um, you know, when I go back to LA, am I going to be able to find a place to aff- that that's affordable? You know, while I'm in between jobs, is this a smart transition? All of that flooded into my mind. Of course, it did. Um, the idea is, do those thoughts? latch on and manifest and does your fear truly perpetuate into more fear or can you let that go and replace all of that with positive thinking and that's what I did I I want something new I want a transition I'm I'm going out on auditions I I will book I will book something soon um, you know, I believe in myself. I believe in my talent. Even if I don't book anything, I need a break. You know, just just making sure that you can always paint it, um, paint it in in a way that you come out winning, painting it in a favorable light. And so, I had the choice. I had the choice of whether or not I was going to leave. I chose to leave. Then I had the choice of whether or not to use this momentum shift to my advantage, or you know double, triple, quadruple check my decision and wonder if I made a huge mistake. I, ob- I obviously chose the former. Um, and, you know, it, 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 did, it did manifest into an incredible result for me. Um, something that I have found one of the truly only absolute truths about life that I found is that it's freaking hilarious. Hmm. Um, my dad always used to tell me that, that God has a very, very twisted sense of humor. <laughs> So, I sublet my room, I pack my whole life into suitcases, I buy a plane ticket out of New York that's non-refundable, and I book a job that's going to keep me in New York for two more months, for one more month, excuse me, two days before I left New York. Um, And I I did, I texted my mom and I was like, God thinks he's so funny. Um, I was raised up very faith-filled, that's a... It's a typical joke in our house about, <laughs> you know, every day is April Fool's Day for him. Um, so, you know, just uh, another example of, of you know, I, I, I held a positive vibration and manifested into a job. But, you know, also the fact that, you know, you just that you can't get married to any outcome. You know, my my plan was to leave Heather's. That plane ticket was for Minnesota, where I was going to have a nice vacation with my family and then return to LA. Um, you know, that was my plan. And sure enough, um, I booked Royal Pain and Royal Pain started work on a Monday, on that next Monday. Absolutely nuts. The other crazy thing about that whole experience, I for Royal Pains once, went in the room with the casting directors, did the audition, and lo and behold, I got a call back while I was doing another job. So I was like, oh, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm in the middle of a teaching session right now. I'm not going to be able to make it. So they're like, okay, you know, you understand that if you don't take this call back, you probably won't book the role. I was like, that's a bummer, but bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I'm at a job right now. I'm making money right now. So I'm, I'm not going to just, like, leave this job for an audition. 
two days later, I was out to dinner in Chelsea, um, and I got a call that was like, okay, new sides, new material, if you can get there in a half hour, they'll see you. And I was like, okay, I'm literally sitting down to dinner, um, I'm, I'm not prepared, I, I, I'm getting this email you know, with this new material, I would have a half hour to look at it, but that half hour would also be about ditching my friend, about changing clothes, about getting on a train and finding wherever this casting office is. I was like, I, I can't do that in a half hour. Like, I'm sorry, I just, I don't think this one's meant to be. Um, lo and behold, my tape got sent on to the executives anyway, and I booked the part off tape. Um, you know, something that I just did not plan for. At all, but you know, just an example of the powers of my own manifestation. That you know, I I knew that something positive was going to come down the line, and I I just didn't know what it was. And if um, you know, that's that's another great thing about this this Mike Dooley book that I talked about. He he often talks about you know you you can you can you can want something, um, but but what you can't do is focus on how it's going to happen. You know, so it's like if you want to be in a movie, you can manifest that you want to be in a movie all day. But if you're going to manifest, I'm going to go to Los Angeles, I'm going to get a manager, that manager is going to get me an agent, I'm going to do three guest stars on a television show, and that's going to get me enough attention to get an audition for a movie. I'm going to get an audition, do two callbacks, do the test, you know, fall in love with the girl at the chemistry test, she's going to love me, she's going to want to cast me, and then I'll get cast in this big MGM picture. Like, no. That's, like, you, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't plan the how of it. The how is just sort of up to whoever, you know, is up there with the levers and the buttons controlling this whole crazy thing we call life. Um, you, But, you know, what you want is completely up to you. And I think that's just a great example. If I knew that I wanted more work down the line, didn't know when, didn't know why, didn't know how, didn't care, was planning on going and having a vacation and just letting it happen and letting someone else stir the pot and that's literally exactly how it went down. And in the meantime, knowing <clears throat> knowing who the hell you are, like knowing, you know, no, I'm at this job that, that's important to me right now. I can't make your call back. No, I made a commitment to a friend and I'm not going to be able to do my best work and I'm going to be rushing to this thing. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry, either can you see me another time, and if you can't, then it just, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Right. Uh, you know, from your perspective, you're, you were being uh, an empowered person, mm -hmm. an actor, mm -hmm. and from their point of view, you know, my manager always says they have the job, you want the job, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I've left auditions because they were running an hour and a half, two hours behind. You know, I'd literally call her and be like, I'm not staying, I'm leaving. Right. And she's like, okay, like... I, I'm not there with you. There's nothing I can do. They have the job. You want the job. If it's you know, if it's not worth it, then then you know, be empowered. Go. Well, and it, it also it, it you know, it, it, if if we're talking in terms of vibrations and manifestations, you know, for you to wait in the audition room for four hours just to be seen, or for you to ditch your friend and scramble downtown to go to this audition that you aren't ready for just because you're so desperate for that job, desperation perpetuates desperation. That you need that job so badly that you're going to wait for four hours. That you need that job so badly that you're going to jump on the train and be completely unprepared. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it does indeed put out a certain energy of, 
of desperation that you believe that you have to be available for every single job all the time, otherwise you aren't going to book something. That's right. just not the case, right. you know. And it, it's it goes back to that thing of just sort of having faith in whatever the powers of be are that be are for you, you know. Yeah, it's going to come down the pike. And, and we've had so many conversations with casting directors who've come on as guests who, who have who have literally said that they can smell the fear and desperation. Yep. They can smell it. They can see it. It's all over the actor. So it's you know, what, if you want to call it, you know, them just reading people or by vibrations or energies or whatever, like they can smell it. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I wish I, I could talk to you about this stuff for days. Um, not just because you know I think that you're so smart about the way that you go about the business side of things, but also because I just know that um, your the way that you approach it philosophically vibes so well, not only with Trevor and myself, but the podcast philosophy in general. So I have no doubt in my mind that we will have you back later on in your career, whether it's to talk about you know an album that's dropping with a vignette or uh, you know, to talk about some huge feature film that <laughs> that you're doing, um, I, I have absolutely no doubt, and we'll of course have to get Dove on the podcast at at some point. She'd love that. Um, but uh, maybe you'll get Vignette on the podcast. Yeah, you go. Yeah. I have both of you. Yeah. Um, got both of us at the same time. It would be a 52 hour podcast. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be great. We we can edit. It's fine. <laughs> um, but we have uh, two questions that we always like to end every interview with um it's sort of like if you ever watch you know inside the actor studio yep, yep. they're not those questions i'm not gonna <laughs> ask you what your favorite curse word is thank you um the first one is um do you feel and you may have already answered this actually earlier on in in the interview but do you feel like this business this industry this path this walk chose you or you chose it <sighs> i almost just said my favorite curse word <laughs> um, wow. Um, God, that's a really hard. I, I have this. I have this philosophy about fate that you know, at the end of our days, you know, if if fate, if if where you are is a point, and fate is a point, that no matter what you have one fate and that's how your life is going to be lived but how you arrive there you can take literally infinitely many paths um and so it it the, the reason i like to think that way is because it just gives me faith that no matter no matter how i do something no matter how i decide to do it i'm going to end up where i want to get anyway it's just another just going back it's just a good way that i feel like i can channel the way that i vibrate um the reason that gives me hell to answer this question is because that kind of mode of thinking, you know, kind of makes me want to say both. <laughs> but I think ultimately, um, I think ultimately, you know, this this chose me, just in the sense that you know I. One of the greatest blessings in my life um, is a disease that could ultimately kill me because it is the thing that got me out of sports and that put me in that theater that day and that made me want to, you know, I didn't I didn't choose diabetes. I didn't choose that my sister was going to be an actress and that she was going to be my inspiration. 
Um, um, I didn't choose for my parents to make the decision to take me to L.A. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't choose. Um, I don't I don't. But but at the same time, it's like when I sat in that theater, I chose that. That's something I wanted to do. I guess. I'm I'm probably thinking too hard about it, but I I I would say that it chose me just because it 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 just feels a little too perfect, you know. And I'm eternally eternally grateful for that. But but it you know I I I don't I don't I'm good. I don't think I'm that good. I I, I don't I don't think I'm so good at life that I could that I could <laughs> have such a perfect one. This must be. This must be about elements out of my control. Hmm. It just must be. It does seem to be a um, a blessed journey, hmm. and rightfully so. It's not like you're an asshole, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second question is, um, and this is interesting, especially since you're the you're probably our youngest guest ever. With everything that you've learned. The books you've read, the experiences you've had, whether it be uh, in Minnesota or in LA or, or now here in New York, what is what is the one nugget? What's like the 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 one piece of advice that you would like to impart upon other people? Um. You. You don't know. Um, you you don't you don't. The the first instinct that came to my mind was to say you don't know what you want, and I don't know if that's if that's the best, most eloquent way to say it. But that makes more sense. But just what I mean by that is, you know, I I moved Los Angeles, and you know, I wanted to be in all the big movies and the big TV star, and I I wanted to be, you know off my ass rich and off my ass famous and just like all these things you know I had all of these goals I had all of these ambitions all of these things that you know were just like unwavering things that I wanted and then I made friends with some actually famous people you know I worked with Bobby McFerrin and Patti Lapone. obviously Dove is, is Disney's next big star and you know they tell stories about not being able to go grocery shopping you know they tell stories about about how their two best friends are a hat and a pair of sunglasses. You know, they, they, they tell stories about the people from their hometowns who contact them and act like they're such good friends because they want free tickets to the Live and Maddie live tapings or the Bobby McFerrin concerts or the Broadway shows. They tell stories about just how impersonal fame feels. Um, and that was something that I thought that I wanted for such a long time. And it it took a lot of wisdom, and it took a lot of um, you know examples from a lot of phenomenal people in high places to remind me that what I so desperately crave isn't fame; it's respect. And um, I think it would have been very easy for me to be blind to that if I was so ignorant as to think that I always knew what I wanted. Um, because the fact of the matter is, and I said this at the beginning of the podcast, there's the, 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 the fact for you to think that you know what you want is a little ignorant, just considering all of the things that this planet and the, let's just call them 100 years that you get on it, 
has to offer. There's so much that none of us know about. Um, and I might be on your podcast selling an album or, you know, endorsing a movie. I might be on your podcast as a theater teacher as a university. I don't know. I don't know what my life path is. And I find more comfort in not knowing than the comfort of just blindly, like I said, just walking a straight line and just assuming I'll get there. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I, ju- I think everything is part of the bigger sum, but the fact of the matter is I don't know what that sum is. And I think that's that's the best place that I've found to be able to operate from, obviously as a human, but as an artist too, because all of the desperation, the fear, the anxiety that comes with the business goes away because the business doesn't so much become, you know, the business becomes part of your life as far as your life being the business and it becomes less of an obsession, less of a need and just more of, you know, a couple pages, a couple chapters, or maybe the whole book. I don't know, but, um, I'm writing it as I go. It's not finished yet. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's what I got. Or wise beyond your years. My nah, friend. I do what um, I can. I paid him $20 to say that. Just now. <laughs> no, I, you know, uh, Trevor and I often talk about, and I've, I've told you about this, some, uh, leadership training that we've, that we've done. And I've come across, I've come away from that with a lot of um, uh, sound bites, mm-hmm. handouts, mm-hmm. you know, worksheets, if you will, and, you know, one of them is, uh, you know, uh, the distinctions of, of, of leadership, and the one list has 12 on there, and, you know, you embody so many of them, like, leaders see obstacles as opportunities, mm. leaders are wise thinkers, uh, leaders are risk takers, you talked about, you know, taking calculated risk, and it's... Um, it's just not something that you often find <clears throat> in someone your age, especially someone your age who's dealing in a uh, industry that's as nuts as this one can be. Indeed. Um, if people want to find out more about you, I mean, you know, I know you're on Twitter yep. <laughs> because we're, we follow each other, but like, uh, do you have a website or what's your YouTube channel for your music? Like what, if you wanted to sort of plug your stuff, plug away. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm, find out I'm just you? Ryan McCartan, R Y A N M C C A R T A N. Twitter's just at Ryan McCartan. Instagram's at M C C A R Y A. You can check out my Instagram. If you just want to see like a lot of pictures of me shamelessly promoting live and Maddie. Um, on YouTube, I'm just Ryan McCartan. Um, RyanMcCartan.com is a thing. I'm Ryan McCartan on IMDb. I'm Ryan McCartan on Google. I don't know. <laughs> Google me. Yeah, Google I don't know. We'll put some of the me. links on our on our website. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, thanks so much, Ryan. Yeah, I, it was I mean, awesome. It was one of my favorites. So so easy. And um, like I said before we started recording, I think that's uh, another thing I appreciate about you is um, the ease with which you. Um, navigate your way through this um, insanity that is the entertainment industry. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners will too. Well, I appreciate you, man. And this is a cool operation you got. So I'm glad I got to be a part of it. Me too. Hey, family. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed part three of three of AJ's chat with uh, Teen Idol for you, Ryan McCartan. <laughs> I listened to the first two parts of this episode. 
I've loved every second of it. Ryan is a very wise beyond his years guy. Yes. Very extremely intelligent, um, knows what he's doing, has an unshakable belief in his future, his success, his ability. Um, I can't wait to hear part three. I haven't listened. Everybody else is now listening to it except for me. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to, to wrap up this series and, and just kind of, you know, bring it full circle and, and hear what else he's got to offer. Yeah. So uh, good find, man. Hit, hit find. it right, hit it right on the head there with the uh, wise beyond his years, and hopefully people will check out some of those um, books that he recommended, and uh, the links oh. to those will be uh, on our website. Sweet, he recommended books. I can't wait. I love this guy. <laughs> I think you've read some. I think you may have read a, a, a couple of them, sweet, uh, or at sweet. least one of them. But yeah, awesome, cool, man. Well. Uh, that said, what is your uh, pick of the week this week? So we, <laughs> Trevor and I have had a debate going uh, in between recording uh, all day, trying to decide if I talked about this on the last episode because the link is not on our website. So uh, I guess now, who cares? Since the link's not on our website, I'm just going to talk about it anyway. If you heard me talk about it before, so what? It's my pick this week. Um it's uh, it's actually a YouTube video that is a collection of like 400 or more um, affirmations. So there's this woman uh, named Bernadette Logue, and she's actually from New Zealand. So she's got this crazy accent. Um, but uh, her name's Bernadette Logue, and she started this company basically called Pinch Me Living, which is like a... a life coaching transformational type uh company and she puts out a lot of free content which uh of course we are a big fan of considering that that's what we do with our with our podcast and this youtube video is 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 one of those pieces of free content so it's it's about 17 minutes long 17 minutes and it nobody got time for that (laughs) <laughs> well, it, a lot of people say they don't have time to meditate either. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, that's, when, that's, that's when you most need it. Yeah. That's when you most need it. Exactly. Uh, make time for it. Make time. So uh, what's cool about it is you can use it either just as background noise, you can use it to fall asleep to, or you can mm-hmm. use it as meditation, uh, this this YouTube video. And I've used it for all three. So it's it's very cool in that. You know, you can just have it sort of running in the background while you're, you know, I don't know, doing your morning routine, getting ready in the morning. Or if you're, you know, if you just finished listening to our podcast and <laughs> you haven't yet finished folding the laundry and you need a few more minutes of, uh, of audio to, to help you do that, uh, you can fall asleep to it or you can use it to um, to meditate. So I've actually, you know, sat down, gave myself some some quiet time, closed my eyes and, and listened to this whole thing. So, um very effective the affirmations are fantastic and you know all from i spoken from i so it has been uh it's been really supportive so anyway i thought i'd share it with uh with our our listeners that's great that's great i i'm looking forward to checking this out and i'm so excited that you said you can listen to it when you're falling asleep there's a there's a couple different plugins out there that you can download for whatever browser you're using on your computer that that you can actually pull you can like download youtube videos and save them to your uh-huh. computer. And then what I might what I might do is is do that and then export the audio, just pull the audio out and put it, you know, in my music library on my phone or my computer and uh and then listen to it just as I'm 
doing dishes, cooking, you know, biking to work, driving to work, whatever. And I'm, I'm excited that you said as you're falling asleep, because I've, I've read a couple studies that say that uh, your, your subconscious, your brain will, will kind of focus on and, and kind of chew on and digest and work on most uh, what you feed it, so to speak, uh, in the 45 minutes or so leading up to sleep. Mm. And so if you can take advantage of that window, that 45 minute window before you go to sleep and really just focus on, I don't know, whatever problem you want your brain to solve for you, uh, I think that's a really good way to do it. And, and feeding your brain these affirmations. I mean, I don't know if anybody here has had the experience, anybody here, anybody listening has had the experience of reading a book or a magazine article and then falling asleep or taking a nap afterwards and having a sort of weird dream state where like the language of what you were just reading kind of permeates your, your nap or your dream and and then you wake up and you've still got kind of some of those words or phrases kind of knocking around in your head. Or maybe it was the same thing with music. Has, have you ever had that, AJ? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's a classic example. But just imagine if it wasn't just a nap, but a full like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hours of sleep, what your brain would be able to kind of munch on uh, hmm. as it as it goes through, you know, the various cycles and phases uh, of restoring itself, restoring you. Um, man, that's that's great. Listening to this as you fall asleep is something I'm going to do. Awesome. I should say, listen to this as I fall asleep, <laughs> not as you fall asleep. That'd be That's creepy. really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Pinch what's, me what's your, yeah. What's your pick of the week, my friend? My pick of the week is actually, it's a good kind of tie into this because it's all about having a clean plate. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's an app called mailbox that, uh, Mr. Ben Whitehair introduced me to. And it's pretty revolutionary. Uh, there's lots and lots of stuff on the internet these days about turning off the notifications on your phone, um, you know, getting to zero with your inbox, and just generally minimizing the distractions, the digital distractions in your life, and, and the digital kind of like open loops in your life, so that you can get back to the present and just put down, you know, get away from a glowing screen and kind of get back to the real world for a bit, or at least in in my internet world, that's been a lot pretty present. So Mailbox is an app that uh, you can connect to your Gmail or your iCloud account, and they're working on Hotmail and Yahoo and other providers. But essentially, it's a way to just very easily and quickly get your inbox to zero, because rather than responding to every message, there's a snooze and a a, a list function, and there's a delegate function. There's all sorts of cool stuff. So when you get a message, if you don't want to respond to it just then, you can basically swipe to the left in the app on your phone or you can download the um the uh the beta desktop version for your mac or pc and you can basically tell the message to come back to your inbox at a later date and it can be a few hours from now it can be a week from now it could be this weekend it's just it's you have to kind of see it to kind of get how it works but it's it is so incredibly supportive and just being like okay cool this is awesome i want to see this like tomorrow morning and then you just Tell it to come back to your inbox tomorrow morning, and then the next morning it just shows up in your inbox. Or maybe it's something that you want to put on a list of stuff you're going to read when you have a few free minutes. Maybe you're on the train or something, uh, or maybe you're, you just want to archive it really quickly and easily. Or It's just fantastic, man. So uh, it's called Mailbox. You can get, download it for free for your phone and or your computer at mailboxapp.com. And it has quickly become one of my essential life tools just to manage the flow of stuff in my <laughs> life. <laughs> uh i'm so yeah. jealous i told trevor before we started recording i'm so jealous because you can't use I it i can't use it well i could but i would be sacrificing a um 
uh, a feature that I use every single day, which is to say that my main uh, email, so I've, I've had my iCloud since before I started using AJ professionally, and so my my uh, main iCloud is different from, it's Albert Meyer, and my my uh, my alias is AJ Meyer, so I can't I can't send from the yeah I can't send from AJ Meyer in I in can, the app yeah. in 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 the mailbox app specifically yeah. they haven't added that feature um, it's it, it works on the native mail app but the native mail app doesn't do all these cool things that Trevor just mentioned so yeah. um, I'm so jealous <laughs> I wonder if uh, I, the team behind it seems like they're pretty responsive to customer feedback and things like so i wonder if you if you shot them a message if if you could find out if it's something they're working on or maybe they haven't thought of it yet. i i did and and i did uh, yeah when the when the when the app first came out and and ben was freaking out about it and you know (laughs) godali was freaking out about it everybody was using it um i really wanted to use it and i I tried it out and it wasn't working so i sent the team a, a message and an email and they said oh yeah it's something we're aware of and something that we're working on but that was you know months ago oh uh, um so well it, maybe it maybe actually probably over a, a year ago so yeah. we'll watch watch an update come out <laughs> tomorrow that adds that feature yeah, i would be yeah. stoked yeah i hope that actually happens what i've done I'll is, still use it yeah i still have i still use icloud i, I have an old mac.com email address and i actually use i have everything forward to my gmail account and delete from my mac.com inbox immediately so I, I actually filter everything through Gmail, and that way I can use all the features of Mailbox. And you can't do this with the aliases, like you were saying, but um, that was kind of my workaround for it. And I'm just so happy that I a did not have to change my email address for everybody, and b I get all the powerful features of Gmail and Mailbox um, at the same time. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so toast we have and a, jelly. Yeah. What's that? Toast and jelly. Toast. Toast and jelly. I haven't heard that, but I'm using it now. Toast and jelly, y'all. We have a what would you call this? A team pick of the week? Yeah, IAP team pick of the week. Yeah. So um, you know, we we invite picks of the week from our listeners and from the world and our team alike. Anybody at all is is of course welcome and free to submit something. So Jen Levin, our production coordinator, sent us the TV set as her pick of the week. This is the TV or the movie rather that we referenced earlier in the episode with David Duchovny and Sigourney Weaver. And she just said it's fantastic. And I've actually heard just kind of throughout the years, kind of really positive mumblings about how good this movie is. And I think she said it's on, I, or I'm sorry, on Netflix instant. I may have made that up, but uh, if it is, I'm going to watch it shortly. And if it is not, I will, find a way to watch it shortly <laughs> well i think she sent another email saying that you can borrow it if you want oh so. that's right yeah okay sweet maybe there's it's my, not, there's my backup maybe plan. it's maybe it's not yeah there's my backup plan so the tv set there's a link on our website to the imdb page for that and it sounds like it's uh it's one of those required viewing things for for our industry so check it out that is is uh, then about it, I believe. Oh, no, 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 no. We got our patron no, of the week, patron no, of the week, patron of the week. We have uh, our patron of the week, Emily LeClaire, who's been with us for a long, long time. I want to say like three, four years, like since almost since the very beginning. And Emily is an actor slash improviser in Chicago, and she's learning how to knit, which is pretty cool. She's probably like a pro knitter at this point. She'd appreciate your support during this incredibly awesome time. So you can follow her on Twitter. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm going to just... It looks like it's Best Heart LeClaire. 
but it's like abbreviated. So if you go to our website, we'll have a link to her Twitter account on our page. And we had the opportunity to meet uh, Emily real briefly uh, at a sh- a performance of First Squad. It was like the very first kind of preview version 1.0 of, of uh, Gospel According to First Squad. Do you remember this, AJ, when she came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in town just for, you know, a couple days or a week or something, and we met her. And, uh, beautiful girl, really sweet, and um, so honored to have her uh, on the team as part of our journey. So everybody, go to our website and check Emily out and follow her on Twitter. She's amazing. We're to be part of her journey as well i i hope that this she put this uh bio up of herself quite a while ago yeah. i ho- i hope she has learned how to knit by now yeah i was gonna say she's, she's <laughs> got to be a pro level knitter man she's got to have hit her ten thousand hours at this point you know all right so for episode uh 155 fine I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, lots of ways that you guys listening can support the podcast, be in communication with the podcast. This is not our podcast, meaning mine and AJ's podcast. This is our podcast, meaning yours and mine and AJ's and everybody who's listening. We very much want this to be a community kind of fueled effort. So if you've got something to say, we want to hear it. Shoot us an email at insideactingpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a web a comment on our website, insideactingpodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail at 213-2-ACTORS. That's 213-222. No, that's too many twos. No, two, that was it. You, was you it? had it. Two, yeah, if you had stopped it. and just kept going, you would have been right. <laughs> what is it? 213-8677. Thank you. 213-222-8677. Uh, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at twitter.com slash inside acting. And we also have our, you know, little old individual accounts on Twitter as well. I'm at Trevor Algott. I'm at digital actor, which is the best Twitter handle for an actor ever. Oh, uh, thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, you know, of course you guys can find out how to, how to learn about our team as well. Cause we have several people that, uh, have jumped on board and that we're working with and leaning on for amazing support and brilliant ideas that we haven't thought of and things like that. So uh, find all that out on our website as well. Last but not least, well, almost last but not least, leave a uh, leave a uh, review, please, on our iTunes page. If you enjoy what you hear, uh, head on over to iTunes, look us up, Inside Acting, and just give us a little five-star review. That'd be pretty cool. Some kind words would be appreciated as well. Um, word of mouth and, and that social proof and all that kind of stuff goes a long way in, in helping ensure that we you know, keep putting some awesome stuff into the world. As and does cold hard cash. As does cold hard cash. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Mike, there's, there's no other way to, to segue, so I'm just gonna say it. Do it. I'm gonna say it like it is. Um, yes, you can also donate to the podcast or become a patron like Emily LeClaire, and we will talk about you on the show behind your back. And then you can listen to it, which is in front of me. Um, <laughs> that's funny because we are kind of talking about her behind her back, but uh, for but now, like, in like a good way. <laughs> Yes. I've never thought uh, of it. So we will talk about you behind your back if you become a patron. Uh, but it or will if be you so donate, much love, we'll, you won't we'll have to thank do with you. It. We'll, we'll thank you on the yeah. podcast. Uh, just do all of those good stuff things at our website, uh, insideactingpodcast.com. On the right hand side, there's a little donate button. You can even write it off on your taxes at the end of the year. Yes. How about that? Yes. How about that? How about that? That's pretty freaking cool that those inside acting guys do that. <laughs> they tell us that we can do that. All right, uh, enough of that. Uh, that's it then for episode one fifty five. I don't think I'm going to say the the actual number. I'm going to say one fifty five. All right, about four more times before we. I end. like it. 
So for episode 155, Jen Levin is our production coordinator, Cesar Gamino is our technical producer, Gadali Guberek is our marketing and web director, and Deborah Smith is our community manager. Huge thanks to all our patrons, everybody listening, everybody who's out there fighting the good fight. For episode 155, my name is Trevor Algott. I'm AJ Meyer. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, enjoy the journey or you won't enjoy the destination. This episode of Inside Acting has been brought to you in part by Rehearsal 2, the app for actors. Want to learn your lines fast? Be off book for auditions? Explore your character and make stronger choices? There's an app for that. Rehearsal 2. Download it now at rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. That's rehearsaltheapp.com slash download.